Welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for Friday, March the 2nd, 2012. I'm Lisa McHale, and with me today is Tom Maluli from Maluli Asset Management in Manasquan, New Jersey. Tom, your business seems to be different. I know you have mentioned that you were a retail broker for 16 years and then became an investment advisor in 2002, 10 years ago. What is the difference between someone who is a broker and someone who is an advisor? Well, there's a huge difference, but unfortunately, most people, most individuals don't know that there's a difference. Essentially, a a stockbroker is an employee of a brokerage firm, and an investment advisor is typically someone who owns their own business and works for the client. When I was a broker for 16 years, a lot of times when we were addressed from the head honchos, they would start out their presentation with something like, good morning, Salesforce, which is a pretty stark reminder that that's what we were. We were the sales team for a brokerage firm. Now, the brokerage firms have tried very hard to blur the distinction between brokers and advisors, and so they'll call themselves their sales team financial advisors or a financial consultant, or a financial representative. Um, Way back when I got started, we were called account executives. And going back even further into the 1950s and 60s, people that were stockbrokers used to be called customers men, or just stockbroker. I don't know why the brokerage industry got away from from that term, because it really does describe what they do. And so to, to reemphasize, brokers are employees of a brokerage firm. An advisor is someone who typically will work for themselves. And just to clear something up, but there's a lot of folks that say that they are an investment advisor, and technically that's wrong because you can have a registered investment advisory firm, and the people who manage money are called investment advisor representatives. So I am an investment advisor representative for a registered investment advisory firm. That's a mouthful. So what I normally just tell people is I own a registered investment advisory firm. But here's something that I I think a lot of people aren't even aware of. There was an Investment Advisor Act uh, here in the United States. It's called the Investment Advisors Act of 1940, and it requires investment advisors to act and serve in the client's best interest with the intent to eliminate or at least expose any potential conflicts of interest which might incline an investment advisor to render advice that wouldn't be in the best interest of their clients. So they always have to, investment advisors always have to act in the best interest of their clients. That's kind of the duh point because you know brokers and advisors all need to do that. But here's the catch. The financial industry's regulatory authority. It's called FINRA. It's the self-regulatory organization for the whole U.S. securities business. Uh, They have determined, get this, Lisa, they determined that broker-dealers, the firms that employ all the stockbrokers, are not to be deemed investment advisors. And therefore, they're not subject to the same fiduciary standards that investment advisors are. Nobody knows that difference. 
it's a huge difference because I'll put it in terms that I think everybody can understand. If uh, a client says, yes, I'm interested in something that's really aggressive and aggressive growth, say they buy Netflix last summer for their client at a brokerage firm. Last summer in July, Netflix was $300. In September, it was 75 That's still suitable because they wanted something that was aggressive. Too bad it went down in value. Uh, the investment advisor would hopefully act a little more prudently and say, yeah, Netflix is a great investment, but let's buy it a little better. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But does a broker and an advisor do pretty much the same thing? The answer is kind of, sort of. The, the difference is when you're an employee of a brokerage firm, remember, you know, you're branch manager or your regional manager will come around and say, you know, we're expecting you to grow your business by 20% this year. That means increase your revenues. There's only one way they increase their revenues. That's by generating more fees and more commissions. It's important to remember where people are coming from. You know, you can't serve two masters. You're either working for an employer like a brokerage firm or a bank, or you're working for the client. One of the reasons why I flipped 10 years ago from working on the brokerage side to becoming an investment advisor is because I wanted to work for the client. I I just feel that that's really important. And the whole idea behind what's suitable versus having some kind of fiduciary obligation really makes a big difference. Remember, the brokers, their their minimal responsibility is to make sure that, that an investment that they're recommending is suitable. So that's why a lot of times now when Uh, individuals go to meet with a stockbroker or financial consultant, financial advisor, they're going to ask them things like their tax status, their financial status. They're going to fill out a questionnaire, you know, and get their investment objectives. And basically what you're telling them is, look, I am interested in aggressive growth. And you, you maybe sign a form or fill out a questionnaire or just answer some questions when you start with a, with a broker, but you're, Basically boxing yourself in saying, I'm interested in, say, growth or aggressive growth or growth with income. And now if you happen to, you know, if your broker tells you, yeah, let's buy Netflix at 300 and two or three months later, it's now a third of its value, um, too bad. What we would suggest to you is if you're not working with an investment advisor, you can certainly feel free to call us. You can reach Maluli Asset Management at 732 732- Two two three nine thousand, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. That's M-U-L-L-O-O-L-Y. But we also want to mention that none of the investments that we mention in any of these podcasts have been specific recommendations of our firm in the past. And clearly, this is not a solicitation to buy or sell any particular investment. The other thing I'll add, Lisa, is that relying on a podcast for investment advice and for guidance really not a good idea. We always urge our listeners to consult with an investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell. And again, if you don't have an investment advisor, feel free to get in touch with us. Well, that wraps up our podcast for this week, and we look forward to speaking with you again next week. 